Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Father, we're here in this moment and we sense your presence. We welcome your spirit. May the words of gratitude and giving thanks to you, may they find a spot in our hearts this morning and bear fruit. We want to be people that overflow with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to God for your work in Jesus Christ. And now our prayer is that as we open your word, kind Father, would you open our hearts? Would you open our minds? And would you help us to to see and to hear what you have for us today? That, That when we walk out of our houses or wherever we are, that we'll be different than when we sat down. Because we have experienced your grace and your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, what's up, Ocean Hills? Some of you, just right now, you, you, you opened your eyes, you looked, and you saw me dressed like this, and you said, whatever, what are you doing, John Ireland? And you know that, that word, whatever, we're going to talk about it today. It's kind of a, become a cultural, almost slang word. It's kind of a snarky response revealing exasperation and frustration and maybe even skepticism, whatever, right? And this morning, the reason I'm dressed this way, you may be asking, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm afraid that when you read Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, you're going to think, oh, that's not for me. That's just for folks dressed like John. That's for the pastor, the priest, the bishop, the pope, the vicar. Colossians 3.17, oh, that's, come on, that's like over the top. Are you kidding me? Let's not get crazy about this Jesus stuff. And so now as you kind of enter into this message and you look at me, I want the way I'm dressed to remind you that, no, it's not just for people. In fact, You guys know me. I don't dress this way. I'm one of you. We're in this together. We're family. This message is for all people. It's for the follower of Jesus. It's for the person who says, I've given my life. I want him to be Savior, and I want him to be the Lord of my life. Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 17, we're going to jump right into this verse. One verse. That's it. Once again, one verse. And here it is. And whatever you do or say, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now I want you to just take a pen and I want you to circle the word whatever, whatever, whatever. There's another meaning of that word. Not whatever, but God, whatever. 
Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever comes out of my mouth, I want it to honor and glorify you. In fact, the Greek word for whatever is this word teion. And here's what it means. You can see it on the screen. It's the most minute, minuscule detail. God cares about the littlest things. Every small, every big, every large, every tiny decision, word, interaction. He cares about all of it. He cares about the biggest decisions of your life. Where you go to college, who you're going to marry, where you're going to live, what career you're going to do. Hey, I went to med school, law school. Now I don't know if I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a pastor. I went to seminary. God cares about those big decisions. But God also cares about those tiny little decisions that are daily decisions. The way you treat your co-workers and clients. The way you respond to the driver who cuts you off, who intercepts your parking spot. The way you act in home shelter when your kids interrupt you again. The way you respond to criticism, to temptation, to challenges. Those things matter, whatever you say or do. Paul is saying the whatever is, it's the scope that's, it includes all parts of your life. Every part of your life, Paul is saying, I want you to reorient it around Jesus Christ. The way you show up for work each day with great energy or not. The way you pursue excellence at work or not. The way you are full of integrity in the workplace or not. And then when you return home at the end of the night to your family or your roommates, the way you're interested in their life and in their day or not. The way that you are engaged emotionally or not. What Paul is saying is that as followers of Jesus Christ, we are learning to live differently. Get used to different. We are learning to live differently in the usual activities of life. But the difference comes because we now are living the character the power, the presence of Jesus is flowing through us by the power of His Spirit. I love Mary Oliver. I have one of her books. It's this big white book on her poems. And in her poem, The Summer Day, towards the end, she asks, at the end, she asks this question. She says, tell me, what is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And the Apostle Paul would say to you and me, whatever you do, do it as a representative of Jesus Christ. In fact, it doesn't really matter what you do. I, I, I want to kind of go there because, yeah, God cares about all the things that we do, but I think sometimes we get stuck about God's will and should I be a doctor? Should I, should I own my own business? Should I be an entrepreneur? Should I be a pastor? What should I do? I want you to hear this. going to push some of you. I, I believe God cares about that, but I believe God cares more about who you are in your career. He cares more about who you're becoming as a person at home with the people that you live with. You see, God has given you gifts skills, abilities, 
dreams. You and I, we're, we're wired in a unique way. There's only one of you. There's only one of me, right? You know this. And if you don't know this, take the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs and the Strength Finders and Spiritual Gifts Tests and all of this, and those things wrapped up make you uniquely you. You get this, don't you? And what God is saying is, I want you to become the best version of you. When I die and go to heaven, God's not going to say to me, John, John, why weren't you more like Michael Favre? I mean, why, why, why weren't you more like Jeff Atlas? Why weren't you more like Andy Stanley or Stephen Furtick or Chuck Wysong? Or, no, he's going to say, John, why weren't you the best version of John Ireland? I made you unique. And so whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you do, your attitudes, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, meaning do it as his representative. Let's go back to verse 17. I want you to notice these words as a representative of the Lord. Now, you know, Dallas Willard, he, he would say it this way. He would say, if Jesus were living your life right now, and I would add in COVID-19, if Jesus were living your life right now with your job in 2020, with the family situation, extended family, current family, roommates, whatever it is, in your house, your apartment, if Jesus were living your life right now, how would he live your life? Live like that. That's Dallas Willard's insight. And so when we go to verse 17 and it says, as a representative of the Lord, that word that gets kind of, we kind of just gloss over it, is the word Lord. Kurios in the, in the Greek language, it means boss. It means master. It means God is in charge. It me, actually means that he has the authority, the power, and control over your life. I'm going to say that again. You, just, you missed it. Let me say it again. The word Lord. Jesus is Lord. Oh, Jesus is Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Do you know what that word Lord means? It means that he has authority, power, and control over your life and over my life. And I wonder if you're sitting here today and you might be like me. Sometimes I have a tendency to, and I'm going to use the word compartmentalize, compartmentalize my Christian faith. What does that mean? Oh, you know, we go to church on Sunday. I got my church friends. I got my small group. I got, that's kind of my religious Christian life. But then I have the other parts of my life, and God doesn't get a voice in that part of my life. Do you know what I'm saying? God doesn't get a part in my social life, my sex life, how I handle money, whether I give it away or not, how much to get. God, that, that's me. God, that, God doesn't get to kind of mess with me in that area of my life. But if Jesus is Lord, his voice is the loudest, most influential voice when it comes to your business, your work, your career, how you treat others in the workplace, your ethics in the workplace, the business deals, the deceitfulness or hopefully no deceitfulness in the workplace and business deals. See, Jesus wants you to become the best version of yourself. There's a little booklet. I've referred to it before. It's called My Heart, Christ's home. It's a little book that you got to get it if you've never read it. it. Changed my life in college. My heart, Christ's home. 
And the author uses a home as a metaphor for the spiritual life. That Jesus, when you become a Christian, he comes into your heart, into your life. And there are many rooms in your home, in, your, in my heart, Christ's home. He's living in us, but there's rooms. And Jesus wants to be part of the rec room and the kitchen and the bedroom and the study and the closet that you don't want him to know about, right? And I love the main message of that book, which is Jesus wants to have access to every part of your life. And he wants not just to have access, he wants to transform you and me into the best version of ourselves so that we are shining brightly with his love and with his light to the world around us. So let me, let me just maybe do a gut check question. I'm going to ask you this. The reason that I don't follow Jesus wholeheartedly 100%, it's a trust issue. And that's the reason you don't either. So my question is, do you believe that God can be trusted? That's, this is where the rubber meets the road, because I am going to let him into every area of my life if I trust him. If I believe what Psalm 32.8 says, that he will lead me down and on the best pathway for my life, I can let go. I can surrender my time, my money, my family, my bitterness, my resentment. I, I can bring it to him and trust that if I follow in his ways, I will become who he wants me and dreams for me to become. God has a vision for your life. And he paints it in Colossians chapter 3. The problem is so many followers of Jesus use the word Lord, but they're not following him as master. They're not giving him control. And they're not allowing him to have authority, meaning the final say in every area of their life. And that's why Jesus said to his disciples, his followers, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 46, here's what Jesus said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? I want you to look that verse up. I want you to underline it. Luke 6, 46. Why? Do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? A great spiritual exercise for everybody watching today would be to take a moment to pull out your journal and actually answer that question. What is it in me? What's holding me back? Why do I go, praise the Lord? Yes, Lord, I've fallen. Hey, dear Lord, I'm using the word Lord, but I'm not surrendering. I'm not trusting. He doesn't have authority. He doesn't have the final word. But Paul in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, he, he also uses the word representative, that we're representatives, that whatever we say or do is in the name of the Lord. It means that we're his representative. It means God wants you and me to shine for him where we live and where we work. And so the question is, how do you do that? Where do you do that? Colossians chapter 3, are you ready for this? Colossians chapter 3 is the whatever life whatever meaning whatever i say whatever i do everything that comes out of my mouth every action every attitude whatever i do or say whatever lord whatever whatever it's all yours i'm doing it as your representative see and you're going well, well what does that look like 
Let me tell you what it doesn't look like. It doesn't mean that after this sermon, you're going to go online and Amazon and buy one of these. This is buying a collared shirt doesn't mean that this makes you a better Christian. So this is not the way to do it. Don't go put a bumper sticker on your car that says, praise the Lord. Because uh, that doesn't do it either. I mean, what is it? It's Colossians 3. Do you want to know how to be his representative? Do you want to know how to follow him as Lord? Reread and soak in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Just read through it slowly. It talks about all these things. Don't use or abuse people sexually. Uh, what, how you talk, uh, being mean-spirited, insulting people, that's not the way of Jesus. Uh, the people of God are not to be greedy, we're to be generous. Be the most generous person in your workplace uh, and in your family. Uh, the people of God are not to be bigoted or prejudiced. We are to see every person as a one-of-a-kind, priceless original. And I can just go on and on. I mean, that whole wardrobe, we talked about that for several weeks, that we are to clothe ourselves and put on. It didn't say meanness and nastiness and be insulting and hateful and arrogant. That's not what it says. It says, clothe yourselves with compassion. That's the way of Jesus. Kindness, humility gentleness and patience gentleness and patience then it says bear with each other forgive are you hearing this series colossians 3 this is the way of the whatever colossians 3 is whatever that's the invitation from god so let me stop i have here in my notes when the people of god start representing god by living a Colossians 3 life. You know what's going to happen? Your family and your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors are going to ask, what's your deal? There, there's something different about you. I look at your life and I go, wow, you forgive those who hurt you. I look at your life and you're the most generous person on our block. I look at your life and I go, wow, look at how, he, how kind he is, how thoughtful, how gentle how he doesn't get triggered and rage and angry. When the people of God begin to live out Colossians 3, the world is going to take notice. And we're going to change the world. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. And when we live out Colossians 3, we become his hands and his feet. We become his voice and his presence in this world. So let me close. And let me just ask you, we have some questions that we're going to throw up on the screen. <clears throat> but maybe before we do the question, I just want to say, there, there's somebody I think watching right now that you're going, I, I received Jesus as Savior, but I didn't do the Lord part. That part I was like, no, I just want him to forgive my sins and go to heaven. And then I'm, I, that's kind of where I stopped. I started and I stopped. Today, the Lord is calling you to that next step, which is surrendering to him as Lord, giving him complete authority and control and power in your life over your decisions, the big decisions and the little decisions in all that you say and do. And if that's you today, just let us know that in the chat room or send us an email and say, hey, I want to recommit my life. To, now I want Jesus to be more than my Savior. I want to follow him as Lord. We want to pray with you. We want to walk with you. So let's look at the questions. Throw them up on the screen here. Are you ready to say whatever I do or say I want to do it as a representative of Jesus Christ, my Lord? 
Are you ready to say, whatever, Lord, I'm giving you my life. Whatever I say or do, I'm committing. I want to do it as your representative. Or are you going to stay where you are and say to God, whatever. I mean, I got my little Christian thing going on here, but that's not really the center of my life. I can't answer that for you, but I know that God gives us the freedom to make our own choices. And he also gives us the freedom to experience the consequences of those choices. Let's choose well this morning. Let's follow Jesus. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.